Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the creator and editor-in-chief of Divorced Girl Smiling, a media company comprised of a website, podcast, mobile app, and a list of wonderful divorce professionals. So we all know how difficult the divorce process is. There's feelings of loss, sadness, fear, resentment, confusion, shock, all of the above. It's overwhelming and very, very stressful. But it can get a lot worse if you suspect your spouse is hiding money. So if you're listening to this today and you think that your spouse might be hiding money, I want to talk to you with my wonderful guest about red flags that you should look for. And here to talk about that with me is Tracy Conan. Tracy is a CPA and a forensic accountant who is the founder of her company, Fraud Coach, the company that produces three money guides, the Divorce Money Guide, the Marriage Money Guide, and the Post-Divorce Money Guide. Hi, Tracy. Hey, Jackie, how are you? I'm doing great, how are you? I am wonderful, and I'm so happy to be here so we can talk about all of the money guides that I am putting out there to help people hopefully manage the money better in their marriage and divorce situations, you know, take control of that money and uh, make sure that the money isn't disappearing on them. Absolutely. And I want to tell my listeners, Tracy has been a forensic accountant for 25 years. Tracy, your idea to start Fraud Coach is genius okay because this is something that people really need these money guides are so important and what you're providing is a product that people can do by themselves to guide them and it's a very reasonable cost for the product well you're right you know people are going through divorces They have concerns about what's happening with the money. Is money disappearing? Or maybe even they're not even thinking along the lines of fraud. Maybe they're just thinking, I haven't really been paying a lot of attention to the money and I need to know where it's going, but they don't want to hire a forensic accountant or it doesn't make sense to hire a forensic accountant, but they need some guidance for how do I get through this financial process? What are the documents that I need? How do I get them and what do I look for? So I created the Divorce Money Guide as a cost-effective way to walk someone through that process. Now, if somebody was going to hire a forensic accountant that before you created the money guides, that was basically your only option, tell me what that looks like expense-wise. You know, it's probably about $10,000 to start. Um, There are some forensic accountants who will charge a little bit less on the front end for a deposit. They might take a deposit of $5,000, but I bet that by the time they're done, it'll be in the neighborhood of ten dollars to $15,000 for that project to be done. And that's just not affordable for a lot of people. And in a lot of cases, it doesn't make sense because there isn't, um, they aren't going to recover that much money, even if they did pursue an issue. So, Certainly the the biggest concern was that I was able to make something that was a lot more cost effective for people. That that is just amazing. Congratulations. You've really created something wonderful. Really. Thank you. 
So let's get to this. When people get divorced, they obviously disagree on many things, which is why they're getting divorced or one of the reasons. And money is probably one of the biggest, don't you think? I mean, everybody says you've always heard the biggest reason couples fight is over money. Yes, money for sure is at the the top of the list. And I'll, I'll say, even if money isn't a reason for the divorce, it certainly becomes a hot button issue during the divorce because everyone's worried about whether they're getting what they're supposed to get in that divorce. Especially if you happen to be a spouse who maybe has been out of the workforce for a while, has been a stay-at-home parent, something like that, how much you get in this divorce really can have long-term impacts on you, especially as you think about retirement years and things like that. Absolutely. So in this article that you wrote for Divorce Girl Smiling, it's called, Do You Suspect Your Spouse is Hiding Money? And you wrote, forensic accountants look for red flags of financial fraud. These red flags are signs that something is wrong. They go beyond just a gut feeling. We look for specific things that you can pinpoint, and there are lots of potential red flags, but here are a few that might seem familiar to you. So I'm going to name the, the red flags that you listed in the article, and then you tell me about each one, okay? Sure. All right, so the first one is hidden or altered documents. Yes. You know, everyone has financial documents that they keep in their house or that they have access to online. When you have access to your bank accounts online, you have tax returns that are in a filing cabinet drawer, things like that. If your spouse is taking away your access to that online account, getting rid of those tax returns in that drawer or locking that drawer so you can't get to them, um, you know, destroying documents, taking them away from somewhere where you previously had access to, that's really a problem because I'm going to ask, my first question is, why are they not wanting you to see those documents? If someone is altering documents, changing dates on things, backdating things, you know, obscuring numbers, definitely a problem if they're forging your signature somewhere. So this one of hidden or altered documents can really encompass a whole lot of things, but it all has to do with someone changing your access to financial information or changing that information that you're able to see. And you know what's so interesting? I think when people are married, this might be going on and you might think this is normal and you just got used to it. And then you don't even realize that this is not normal behavior. And so what I love about Tracy's Divorce Money Guide is that you don't have to go out and hire a forensic accountant for five or $10,000 to try to find this money. Her guides guide you through and tell you what to look for. And there's different steps and you can do it by yourself. And Tracy, correct me if I'm wrong, but somebody who has never really handled finances and who might be intimidated by it, is not gonna not be able to use the divorce money guide, right? I mean, you make it really easy for people, even those who have never really dealt with the finances. You're right, it's 10 steps, very simply laid out. And that's what I was thinking about. If I was the person who really wasn't comfortable with numbers, who wasn't in charge of the money, who wasn't balancing the checkbook, 
what would I need to know to feel comfortable walking through this process? So I tried to make it as simple as possible so that anyone could complete it. And every step along the way, you know, I always think if you still are feeling a little nervous about how it's going, going on, think about a friend that you trust or a family member that you trust. We all know someone who is good with numbers and maybe they'd be willing to help give you some support through the process too. I think that's a great idea. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast with Jackie Pilisoff and my guest, forensic accountant Tracy Conan, who is the founder of her company, Fraud Coach. And we are talking about red flags to look for if you think your spouse might be hiding money. We are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to continue with the red flags. We'll be right back. If you're thinking about getting divorced or going through one, I really think it's a great idea to get some support from a divorce coach. So I want to recommend Holly Herzog, who is a divorce coach who specializes in the early stage of divorce. Holly offers individual and group coaching sessions, but here's what Holly does that I think is really unique. Holly developed this course called Stagger, Stumble, and Stand, and it's an online e-course designed for people to take the course themselves so you can do it on your own time. It's not expensive, and there is so much amazing information in here. Holly developed it with another colleague, and both of them are therapists and really have a lot of experience. And Holly also is personally divorced, so she went through this herself. If you want to find out more about Stagger, Stumble, and Stand and Holly, you can find her at graceuntethered.com or in the Trusted Partners section of Divorced Girl Smiling. I also want to mention Vester Capital, which is a financial planning and investment firm, and they are my firm that I have used for, I'm going to say, eight years. I've been a personal client of Vester, and Elaine Moss and Pete Mullins are a team of financial advisors. Pete is a CDFA. Elaine is a vice president. She's been with the company 17 years. They are so smart. They've been so wonderful through all of this. And they specialize in helping people through divorce and after. So if you want to reach them, they can be found at vestercapital.com or in the Trusted Partners section of Divorce Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. I'm here with Tracy Conan, forensic accountant and founder of Fraud Coach, her company that produced the Divorce Money Guide, the Marriage Money Guide, and the Post-Divorce Money Guide. Tracy, number two of the red flags, secretive behavior. Yes. If your spouse is starting to act more secretively, maybe not telling you about their whereabouts, maybe they're suddenly hiding their phone more often. They don't want you to see text messages that are coming in or anything like that. Um, they have time that is not accounted for. You know, normally they would get home from work at a certain time and they're getting home at a different time. All of those are really concerning red flags to me. And if somebody suspects this, what do you do? 
Well, I think that first of all, you know, we have a tendency to overthink this stuff. And I will say, go with your gut. If your spouse's behavior doesn't seem right and seems like it's out of the ordinary, you're probably right. There probably is something wrong. When we see red flags of fraud like this, it's not really proof of anything. It's not proof that they're hiding money. It's not proof that they're having an affair. It is just a warning sign. So if we see a number of these red flags, that's when we want to start thinking about taking that next step and investigating to see if there is proof that something is going on. So if someone said, I saw a number of red flags related to the finances, we could start looking into the bank statements, the credit card statements to see what's going on to see if there is any proof that there is money being hidden or spent secretly. Now, I know you're not a therapist, but would you tell somebody to confront their spouse about this? Or do you think it's better to possibly complete some of the divorce money guide and see if you can prove it first? If someone is seeing signs like this, I don't recommend that they immediately start asking questions or confront their spouse. The first thing they should really do is gather information. And there's two reasons I want them to gather the information. First of all, it is to protect that information. Because if you start asking your spouse about what's going on, start showing them that you're suspicious, they might lock you out of that bank account. They might you know, hide those tax returns and do all those things that we were talking about in terms of the documents. So I want you to be able to secure those documents first. That's most important. The second thing I want you to be able to do is have a chance to look through them and see what you see. So yes, that could be done with the help of the divorce money guide. That could be done on your own if you feel comfortable kind of just digging in and looking line by line and seeing what those transactions look like. But I'd rather you gather the information before you think about confronting your spouse or asking the hard questions. I really like that answer. I think that's really smart. Mm -hmm. Red flag number three, change in spending habits. Yes, this is probably one of the most common ones that I see when there is some financial fraud going on in the marriage. Your spouse changes how you've been handling the money. You know, most spouses have agreements between themselves about how much money they'll spend without having a conversation first. You know, maybe it's, we won't spend $1,000 unless we talk about it first. And all of a sudden your spouse violates that agreement and goes ahead and spends that money. That's a problem. Or if you know they're buying things that they never used to buy, suddenly your spouse has a fancy new phone when previously they weren't even interested in any electronics before. Another common one that I see is the spouse who never used to go to the ATM machine, suddenly going there multiple times a week or multiple times a month taking money out that they really, you don't know where that money is going. The first thing that comes to my mind is also cheating. Yes, these changes in spending habits can be related to cheating. What we do find is that there is a correlation between cheating and financial fraud because you have to spend money to have this affair. You might be spending money on dinners out, hotels, things like that. And that money has to be money that your spouse won't miss. So certainly there is dishonesty and hiding of information that goes hand in hand with that affair. Tracy, I think that's our next podcast. <laughs> I, could, I could spend a lot of time talking about mm -hmm. financial infidelity 
going along with relationship infidelity. Absolutely. Now, after you listed these red flags, you wrote red flags of fraud are not proof that the fraud has occurred or that your spouse is hiding money. They're just warning signs. And I did hear you say that a couple times in this podcast. So in order to prove the fraud, you'll need to take the next step to find documents that show exactly what your spouse has done with the money. So you know what I think would be really helpful to the listeners? I would love for you to walk us through the divorce money guide, at least the beginning of it. Like if people buy the divorce money guide, what are they going to be seeing? Like give us a little glimpse into it. That is a really great idea. I think we already mentioned that I broke it down into 10 steps because I wanted to make it pretty easy for people to follow. That first step that someone would go through is plan for your divorce. And that's where we are talking about doing things like, um, you know, securing financial information, getting those documents secured ahead of time. From there, we go into what the financial part of your divorce looks like, educating you about some of the legal terms that you're going to hear, some of the things that are going to be expected of you, you know, the kinds of documents that you're going to have to gather and things like that. Then we get into, okay, what financial documents should you be gathering? I have a, a very long checklist, I think of 30 or 40 financial documents that I suggest getting. We talk about where to get those. Then we go into the investigation part, and that's where we get the bank statements, credit card statements, income tax returns. And I hold your hand through all that, tell you exactly where and how you're going to get those things, and then I tell you what to look for in them simple things. I tell you exactly where to look. If you have a concern about this issue, here's where you would look. If you have a concern about that issue, here's what you're going to do. You know what I love about this is that I think people going through a divorce are focused so much on the kids, the relationship part of it, the broken heart, the cheating or whatever happened in the marriage that broke down the trust. And so finances becomes very intimidating. And so they don't want any part of it because they don't want to jump in because it's just too much overload. And what you've done here is really simplified it. And I think what I could see happening is if somebody downloads the divorce money guide and goes through it, they're going to become so empowered because it's almost like you'll you'll learn so much that you'll be an expert on it, your own finances, I mean, not finances in general, but you become an expert on your own finances and then you have these this wonderful empowerment to make the best decisions because you have all the knowledge. Well, there is also something to be said for the feeling of accomplishment that you can get. And that's why I like having 10 steps. It's like you can go, you know, one by one, check, check, check. And at each step of the way, you have, you know, an accomplishment towards an end goal. So, yes, there is a lot of emotional aspects of divorce. But the Divorce Money Guide is very fact-focused. I want to get the facts about the numbers. 
And I think there is something really empowering about going through that process. And guess what else? When people make these lists and follow the divorce money guide, you're going to be using this anyway in your divorce. You're going to be given homework either by your mediators or your divorce lawyer. Can you get me this, this, and this? Well, if you've done the divorce money guide or you're doing it, you have access to all that information. So you're going to have to probably do it anyway. That's right. So this is wonderful. Tracy, congratulations on all your success and for putting this wonderful product into the marketplace for people. Well, thank you for being such a great supporter and working to help get the word out. You know, I, I hope to help so many people with this divorce money guide, but I can't help them if they don't know that it exists. So thank you so much for helping to tell people all about it. Well, I'm proud to do that. And Tracy, tell the listeners if they want to find any of the money guides where they can find them. They can find them at fraudcoach.com because I am your fraud coach through your divorce process. Uh, you know what? I wanted to say that. <laughs> Sorry, I beat you to it. <laughs> I was going to say Tracy is your fraud coach. I love the name. It's easy to find. And you can also find Tracy in the trusted partner section of Divorced Girl Smiling. So Tracy, again, thank you so much for spending time to discuss this important topic. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. And to my listeners, if you want to read more articles or listen to more podcasts or view Tracy and my other trusted partners, you can come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com.